You're listening to The Thrive Podcast, where every week we dive into a practical, tactical tip to bring you from a life of simply surviving to thriving. It's personal development for the everyday girl who is done with coasting through her days, done with feeling like she's missing out on the deeper meaning of her own life, and done with mediocrity once and for all. Because it's not enough to simply survive, you deserve to thrive. You know something? You actually can't be anything you want to be in life. And that's truly, totally a-okay. In today's episode, Clarissa Burt gives you a boost of reality to boost your confidence levels, to help you find your wish that is unique to your heart, your gifts, and your desires and dreams. Clarissa is an internationally renowned multimedia producer, award-winning actress, motivational speaker, radio and TV personality, and supermodel who just added another title to her resume, author. Her new book, The Self-Esteem Regime, An Action Plan for Becoming the Confident Person You Were Made to Be, is full of down-to-earth advice to help women develop more confidence in literally every area of our lives relationships, family, friendships, career, and just every day. She also volunteers as an ambassador for DomesticShelters.org, an organization that helps find domestic violence shelter services and programs in the U.S. and Canada. In this conversation, you'll grab some helpful tips to take on your own confidence journey because we're all always works in progress so that you can release what might be holding you back, take responsibility for your own role in your own life, and rebuild your present to create a future that you love. Stay tuned through this conversation. Drop it five stars if you like what you're listening to. And now, welcome Clarissa. Hello there, Erica. Wow, I am so thrilled to be on the show with you today. What? And yes. so thrilled to, to, to share with you the book and all of the great things that are happening to the people that are, that are reading the book. I'm excited to share. For sure. Welcome to Thrive. I'm so happy we are here to talk about confidence and self-esteem because I think it is A, long overdue and B, so important and relevant for women especially. So can you kick us off by introducing yourself? I know your list of accomplishments and the things you have done and do is so long. So share with Because I'm so old. (laughs) It's so cool because I'm so old, Erica. That's why. Oh my gosh. No, you age so gracefully like fine wine. So share with our listeners who you are and maybe what you are most proud of in the spirit of sharing confidence. Yeah. um, My name is Clarissa Bird. I'm the founder uh, of In the Limelight Media. Again, we, we, uh, we help uh, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs with their businesses and, and, uh, you know, attracting attention through television, uh, video, uh, podcast, and a digital magazine. So I've been in you know, this business for a very, very long time. I lived in Italy for 30 years where I was a model and I turned actress for a while and then I turned producer uh, for television. I was always on camera and behind the camera, uh, no matter what medium it was. Again, whether it was you know, television, I say behind the camera or behind the microphone is really what I mean, but it could have been television or radio or podcasts later on certainly magazines and publishing. So, um, yeah, I, 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 that's kind of where I have been. I could share, if we were on video, a picture of me as Mary Poppins in the kindergarten play in Collingdale, Pennsylvania, uh, because the stage is just a place where I've always loved to be. Uh, so I always say, you know, when the world is, you know, when it's, the world is your stage, you need to know how to stage your world. And that means knowing properly how to uh, communicate your brand and your message to the masses and at the same time, be you know, 
really you know, pleasantly different from everyone else. So that's the business that I'm in. But all along, Erica, what was really important to me and what I noticed was not only my lack of self-esteem in many things, uh, but a lot of women were suffering you know, with, with self-esteem. And some of the women that I w w was working with along the way were some of the most beautiful women in the world. They were supermodels and they came from all over the world and they all had, you know, the kind of faces and bodies that most women would die for. And they still were bringing to the table some very, uh, you know, some very deep, you know, painful issues. Uh, I saw it with my own mother. Um, I saw it with my grandmother. These are all beautiful and intelligence, highly intelligent women that still in some way, shape or form just were truly unhappy with themselves. There was something always that wasn't right. Uh, something always that they weren't good enough with or good enough at or good enough in. And it just, it, it, I, I never really quite understood why. I mean, because our perception of others, as you well know, I look at you as we're here on Zoom and you are a beautiful, amazingly gorgeous woman. I'm going to guarantee you that there's something about yourself you wish you could change. Well, even oh, as for sure. <laughs> right. Okay. And this is everyone on the planet. I just happen to notice, you know, because I live and work with mostly with women, uh, I just notice their plight, I think, a little bit, a little bit, uh, a little bit more, you know. Um, so the self-esteem regime is the name of the book. It is an action plan for becoming the confident person that you were meant to be. And it is a book that I've been wanting to write for many, many years. Uh, I was on stage and I did a speech and Gary Krebs, who co-wrote the book with me, came up and said, I really want to write your book. Uh, and so that's when we started the collaboration. It did take about three, four years, actually, to get the book out, up and out. Uh, but it, it was picked up by Roman and Middlefield in New York City. And again, they are a global concern. And it was picked up by recorded books for the audio rights, which is very exciting as well. So I have got to say that the book, since it dropped on a month ago, just a little over a month ago, is, is having great success. And I adopted also into the mastermind that I was talking to you about before. I call it, my mastermind is called In the Limelight Blast Her Mind. And, um, and so I use every, every time we convene, which is every other Monday, we are bringing a new chapter, one of the chapters of the book uh, into the mix. Yeah. I, what I love about, <laughs> no, I love what I love about your book is the fact that it is actionable and it's not just this fluffy woo woo self-help kind of thing. You wrote this to truly be a guide and really this step-by-step -step program for women to become more self-aware and ultimately to build more self-esteem. Because like you said, we all have something that we are not 100% confident on or wish we were a little bit more more uh, confident in. So would you walk us through your process? Obviously give us the Cliff Notes version sure. so everyone Absolutely. can grab a copy yeah, of your yeah, book. You know, yeah, but walk us through as much of your regime as you can so we kind of can start walking down this road together of yeah. becoming more confident. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, one of the reasons, as I said, that I'd seen so many women, you know, again, it's, it's mostly women that I see that are really, you know, on the precipice a lot of the times. Um, I, I felt that it was a great time also kind of on the, you know, on the back end of the Me Too movement. And I really take my hat off to the younger generations because, you know, we as women uh, at my age, I'm almost, I'll be 63 next birthday. And that meant, you know, in my day, it was, oh, that's just the way it is. And you just have to kind of suck it up and just pretend that, you know, you know, pick, pick up on the nuances or just keep walking quickly or, or, you know, 
or cross the road so that you don't, you know, get yourself in harm's way. The, you know, have the key in your hand when you're going. All these things that were, you know, whoa, you know, who are, who is this other sex that we're all having to deal with? You know, and so they, it was just a really difficult. It was difficult instruction, and I think women at the time were just really unsure as to, you know, who they were because they there was all of this information coming in that was just so negative and derogatory. So I started out with the book, and I wanted it as you had very well said, some more of a guide, if you will. The word regime is used very specifically because it is an organized way of doing things. That's what regime means. Uh, or regimen or regime. It's kind of all the, you know, the same thing. So I wanted it to be 12 easy steps that also had affirmations, case studies, and exercises about every one of the 12 re-words that I chose for my chapters. The book starts out with release. And I think that before we can start to do any of the work that we need you know, to do in the next 11 chapters, there's a lot of releasing that needs to be done. Um, and, and that's a constant, but to get started with, if you can start releasing a lot of the things that you are holding on to and mm -hmm. make space for what's coming and what's new, then you're, you're in a great place. Um, the next one is rebuild. Here we go. What is it that you need to rebuild? Where is it that you need to be, you know, focusing your time and attention on? Uh, and by the way, lots of journaling going on here too. So, you know, as you're going through the book, the exercises are phenomenal because they keep you on track straight on through um you know where are we rebuilding what are we, we rebuilding and again you know self-esteem is all it's a work in progress don't expect things to happen immediately but really work diligently on making these things happen the next thing is responsibility where are you taking responsibility in your life and where are you slacking you know where are you lacking the things you're supposed to be taking responsibility for that you're not is it yourself is it your self-care is it your relationships? What is it you're hiding from and where are the fears um, that you are maybe even, you know, really deep-seated? So there's a lot, the, the work here is, is it's not going to be easy. But, you know, the, on the other side, as we all know, after we've done the work, you know, it's just such a, a much brighter, clearer, lighter place to be. And from there, then you can start to really you know, enjoy the work, the relationship, not only remember, the relationship is not only with others. The first relationship is always with yourself. You know, and I say, if you can't get out of the bed in the morning and your feet hit the ground and you're not feeling good and confident about yourself, there's no way you're going to be having happy, healthy, you know, relationships with others. It's just kind of the way it works. Mm -hmm. I love what you point out there though, too, in terms of acknowledging that it is not just something where you're just standing in the mirror going, I'm so wonderful. I'm so great. Everything is great. And that that is the sole thing that builds your confidence. I love that there's such an emphasis and focus on the fact that not everything in life is hunky dory and happy and coming up roses all of the time. And you really have to do some solid self-work to figure out what you are holding on to and carrying in with your life that is weighing you down. And I love that you talk about responsibility because I see so many people fail to just own their ish and we all have it. And if you can just that, that holds so many people back from moving forward because people don't want to accept the fact that like, sometimes it's actually you. And sometimes you are the one holding yourself back by refusing to stand up and say, you know what? Like I, I do need to work on X, Y, Z. I am holding on to too much anger or not forgiving someone or like holding on to something 
that is actually impacting maybe every other avenue of your life in some way, shape or form. So I think that that's a really good approach that you've taken in your book so that it's not just this fluffy, feel good Pinterest quote kind of, yeah, be confident, live your best life kind of feel uh, that doesn't have actual substance in real life. When you say holding on to anger, you know, the first thing that's impacted by, you know, by holding on to anger is your health, right? So that's, we definitely talk about health. We talk about finances because I cannot tell you how many women that I have spoken to have no damn clue what's going on with their finances. And this is so important because it is one of the major pillars of self-esteem is financial confidence um, and, and independence. Um, without that, uh, you've got very little in the way of wiggle room. Uh, just as a quick side note, I also uh, collaborate frequently with DomesticShelters.org. Um, they have over 3,000 shelters here in the United States. They're eking into Canada, and they help women, obviously, and children that are in uh, you know, domestic you know, violence uh, situations. 99% of those women have you know, no idea what's happening. I say 99. It could be 70%. It's a high number of women that do not have a handle on their own finances. So we take a deeper dive into that. And funnily enough, funnily enough, we do have in here the mirror work as well, because mirror work is really impactful and extremely, uh, uh, very powerful, the mirror work. So funny you should have mentioned it, but yes, that's in here as well. And as I had said, there are a lot of different um, <clears throat> exercises in here and things to really implement so that you are guided along the way. And if you do these things, you should be feeling uh, the kind of, like you said, self-confidence, self-awareness, um, self-truth um, that is, you know, so important for, again, the rebuild, moving forward, the, you know, making major changes in your life. One other thing that's really important is see the, the kind of work that recently Instagram has been doing about what is real and what is not and how it's impacting our younger generations and women and girls who believe that they can throw a filter on everything and, and yeehaw, it doesn't work that way. That is not reality. It is not true, and it is not truth. It also is compared, which is one of the first things we talk about, is comparing yourself to others. You need to be gloriously happy and thrilled about who you are because you are the only one. You know, seven billion people on the planet, and you're the, you are you. That's it. You're the one. And that should be something you should be very happy about, whether you've been told you should be or not. And so the next move that we take is getting rid of all the other voices, all the other negativity, all the other tribe, um, you know, uh, family kind of influences that you have been subjected to because you are not who they tell you you are. You are the work that you have done on yourself. Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned social media too, because I think obviously that threw a major wrench in the confidence game because of being constantly fed in our news feeds, this highlight reel of other people's wins and successes. And then we're also hit with external validation on our own. So if we're not careful or intentional about developing this strong internal compass and strong sense of self-esteem on our own, completely independently of other people's opinions, like you said, we can really fall into this trap of having really low confidence and depending on these external factors, like how many likes we've gotten or how many people are commenting saying, yeah, girl, you're so hot, whatever, to validate ourselves. So talk to us about finding that balance between consuming some social media and living in the 21st century online, but being able to simultaneously develop real confidence offline. 
Well, well you, you know, I think we, we, we just said it by knowing that it's not real. I mean, the more you educate yourself of what's really happening. I mean, anybody that's on social media knows that all the filters that exist. I mean, mm-hmm. I can make myself look like a 20-year-old tomorrow if I wanted to. You know, I'm not 20 anymore. So where is the reality in that? And, 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 and you know, um, why is, do I have this false sense then of confidence because I was able to, you know, smack a filter on a picture? It's not, it's not sustainable and it is not real. It is not who you are. And it is really, you know, at, at my age, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be authentic. I wouldn't be uh, honest. And it wouldn't be in integrity for me to propose otherwise to whomever I am working with, you know, uh, um, anybody, any relationship, other relationship that is external for myself. It would not be, it would not be honest. And so who do you want to be? You know, I think that honesty and integrity are two of the most important things that we can absolutely change our own lives and other people's lives, should we live in both. Honesty and integrity. And so, yeah, you can have fun with some filters every once in a while, but it it should not be your main course. You know, what you want to be putting out to, 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 uh, to on social and, and what people really want to see is the authenticity. I mean, I think that's been really clear for years now. Um, you know, all the fake and the hype and the, and the superficial, it, it, it's not sustainable. It doesn't last that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun for the moment, but it's not your life's work. Yeah. As someone who um, works in social media for a living, <laughs> I totally agree. I think it's really important for people to develop a very keen discerning eye as to what they are consuming and whether or not, and basically how real it is, even just to know the full background of what might actually go into something to get you to that final result. So I think it really matters if people are paying attention to who they're following. And sometimes certain creators are very transparent. I sure try to be where they're sharing what goes into, okay, you're creating this beautiful staged final shot. Also sharing the behind the scenes of how many hours it took to get that perfectly curated kitchen shot or like whatever, so that it's clear that this is not what your, what everybody's whatever looks like, or this is not the reality of the 9am Tuesday morning when you're, when you're posting it, but that it took four hours and a professional house cleaner and whatever it took to actually get to that final product. It's kind of like an old adage, Erica, when they say, when they say, oh, an overnight success. It's a 20 year long overnight success. You know, what went, what went behind all the learning teaches the class, you know, the teachings, the courses, the classes, uh, the, you know, the rejection, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, rejection is, is that I think is, you know, coming back to the point is the rejection that we feel when we've only gotten, you know, six likes on a post as opposed to 600, right? It kind of feels like we've been rejected and we haven't been accepted as much as someone else may be. And again, it's your path. It's your life. It's not, you know, I'm on social media, but you know, I, I don't stop and take a look at every, you know, I don't care. It's, it's, it's out there because what I'm doing is something different i do it for my work my social media team is the one that's insisted oh we have to put up the old pictures of you because there's i fought that tooth and nail for a really long time because i felt as though putting out pictures of me from 30 40 years ago uh, was not authentic but then someone convinced me but wait a minute it is part of the brand it is you know it has been the you know, the, the, the the uh the course of your uh, you know of your um professional life 
And so, and, and they get great, you know, responses and they get great hits and people love seeing them. So I, I always make sure that when they see me now, you know, they say, they say, oh, there's the Burt super, wait a minute, I'm not a supermodel anymore. I was at a time for a time. And that's not how I would describe myself now. Thanks for that. <laughs> it was a lot of fun while I did it, but I, I think I'm so much more now. I have so much more to offer now than just a smile to a lens or a walk on a runway. It was all great. Don't get me wrong. But how authentic would I be if I were to continue walking around and saying, oh, yeah, I'm a super, no, I'm not. I'm not anymore. I know that I'm not. It's okay. Happy to leave it where it was and to move on and to do bigger, better, and greater things. And I would like to think self-esteem regime is one of those things. Mm-hmm. Going off of that, how do you recommend developing confidence that is not based on achievements or some sort of already possessed talent? Do you think it's possible to build it on the process of something instead or some other character trait or something that is not just picking apart, well, what have I accomplished and what are my talents and what are my achievements and what have I done instead of who I am? It's not, it really is a starting out with uh, with your dream. And you cannot tell me, you know, some people say, I don't know what I want to do. You have an inkling. You do. So let's start out with, are you left brain or right brain? So are you completely the creative or you're a writer? Are you, a, you know, a, a singer? Or are you a musician? Like where are, or are you really good with numbers and you're in a cat? So start with somewhere, you know, start with something. There is something that you know that in the back of your mind, in the pit of your stomach, if you really could and you had that magic wand and, you know, you just whipped it through the air, that that's where you would find yourself immediately. That's, that would be the first step for me. You know, get an inkling, get that idea as to who you really want to be. And then educate yourself. If you don't know how to get there, educate yourself. You know, I didn't know how to walk a runway until somebody showed me. I didn't know how to do a lot of things until I learned. You know, there's a learning process here. And never let it be said that the, that, the, that the results that you want to achieve are not going to take work. They may take hard work. They may just take a little bit of work. It depends on what you want to do and how talented you are. But if you want to achieve your goal, you know, find your 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 wish the i wish i could be boom that's it that's probably what now if they were to say to me and again even in the last couple of months this is even you know i used to say you cannot be anything you want let's be honest you can't be anything you want to be i couldn't be tomorrow morning a brain surgeon i probably wouldn't be an astronaut in the next week's time there are different things that i understand that you know again I probably, if I even have how bad I wanted them, I probably wouldn't be able to, to do. Now, they just sent Shatner into, you know, into space. They just sent Michael Strahan a couple of days ago went into space. So, you know, things are starting to look a little bit different there as well. So, again, it, I think it starts with really who it is you truly want to be if you have that magic wand and then work from there. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, I know you're also a believer in cognitive behavioral therapy, which I love. I'd love to hear any specific techniques you might have learned over the years to help reprogram our brains if or when that negative self-talk starts to creep, right. well, creep in because we've all, <laughs> oh, we've all been there. <laughs> well, here's what I've done. I call them my daily demons. And the daily demons, I think, oh, we've got in the book as well. And the daily demons are, um, they're always going to be there, right? They're never going to, they never go away. So that's one thing you have to understand is that there's never, you know, the process of self-esteem and reading a book and doing the work does not mean you are still not a work in progress. I'm still a work in progress and I'm, you know, 
I'm not a young spoiled chicken anymore. I'm still, a, a, you know, a work in progress. I still have those daily demons that come in and say, you're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not thin enough. You're not enough. You're not enough. You're not working hard enough. You're not. There's always something about that word enough that I quite frankly had enough of. <laughs> and so what I like to do is I, st- I catch, I've learned the, 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 uh, the process. I put it through a process now of learning, catch it immediately. Boom. Did you just really have that thought? You didn't really just have that thought. You know that thought isn't right. You know that couldn't be possible. You know how hard you work. You know how, you know, all you have to do. And all those things that whatever that thought was, I then will start to debunk and break down until it is just crushed and, you know, like crumbs. And then I just brush it off the table or, you know, or blow it off of, you know, the surface. It's gone until you know, maybe another day comes up and there's another negative thought. And don't believe me, there are times when I go on social media, Erica, and I take a look at, you know, the accomplishments of others. And I wish that I could do more, I could be more, but then I take a look at what I have done and what I have accomplished. And some people think my accomplishments are amazing. And it's funny how we have to be, let me rephrase that, we have to be extremely careful about how hard we are on ourselves Mm. and how we are so propensed to forgive a family member, uh, the man in our life, uh, you know, a friend for, you know, a misspent word or, or, you know, an action or a deed that was not, was unkind. But when was the last time we actually forgave ourselves for something and didn't take self-care as something I don't have time for, you know, don't have, schedule it in just like you would anything else. Make that a priority because, you know, we, we hear more now about you know, the mental health days that we have to take. Yeah, take them, do it. That's, that is self-care. That is something mm-hmm. that you need to do for you. Instead of right, you know, arriving to a brink and again, wanting to jump off the edge. I think what is so important about what you just said too, that I want to highlight for everybody mentally is the fact that confidence is this active thing. It is not this passive place that you just arrive to. I, that I liken it to happiness in my head there where people think, Oh, someday I will be happy as if you're just walking down the sidewalk and this like anvil of happiness is just going to come down and hit you on the head. And there you go. You're happy. You're good to go. Like, confidence is the same way where this this is an active process and if you have thoughts coming into your head it is up to you to allow them there or tell them to get the heck out and it really does take that active and I love how you said okay it has to be right away because the longer we let it fester I think the more damage it does and it's it we allow it to ruminate and we allow ourselves to go on this downward spiral where then sometimes we get at the yeah. bottom of the spiral and we don't even recognize ourselves anymore because we're like holy mackerel i'm at the point of despair and we got there by just letting our brain go on worst case scenario mode and like hightail it down the spiral it really takes that that active, intentional, absolutely not. We're done with this thought. We have to speak truth on ourselves or have our best friends and family speak it to us in our worst moments if we can't find the strength and courage to do it ourselves in the moment. Otherwise, 
holy mackerel, the the yeah. bad place we can end up in is just, we don't deserve to be there. Yeah. Here's the deal with that. One of the things I talk about also is becoming a really good communicator. I'm not saying a master communicator because communication for a lot of people means conflict and, you know, it's going to mean a fight and it's, it doesn't have to be. It's the way you say things. But the most important thing is to be able to create your boundaries. Boundaries are, so, and we talk about that in the book, they are so important. What is right for you? What's not right for you? What feels good to you? What doesn't feel good to you? Remember, I always say, and it's, it's not, I didn't make this up. But if it, if, it, um, if it hurts, it isn't love. And, you know, love in all of its iterations, right? So if it's hurting you, it is something you need to put a boundary around and make sure that your communication style and process is clear and concise and calm. And you may get some pushback and you may get some raised voices once you bring something up. But I think that if you were to stay within the realm of, of again, calm, because it's something that is important to you. It is something that you are validating for yourself. You are sticking up for yourself. You are coming to the good fight. And I say that, you know, between air quotes, for yourself. You know, there is nothing in this world that cannot be um, attenuated. Um, I, I want to use the word fixed. Uh, let's use the word fixed that can be, you know, that can be uh, re, uh, reworked. There are many different words I could use here. Um, but that if you are able to communicate in a highly intelligent way, keeping calm and creating a boundary. That's the first thought that I had. So, you know, good on you for picking up on that. And secondly, I do think that the book is coming out at a really good time. Remember also that we are coming out of 19, 20 months now of COVID and pandemic and fear and uncertainty and loss. Yes, many people were able to take this time and, you know, move like myself, move forward with, you know, warp speed with my business. I was home. I wasn't going anywhere. There were no bright, shiny lights. There was no squirrel syndrome. I was home. And that meant that I was able to spend much more time working. But at the same time, people lost relationships. They lost their health. They lost themselves. They lost money. They lost confidence. I mean, there's, you can go down the list of all the, the loss, if you will. They lost family members. They lost, they're, 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 there's a lot of loss in this. And I think that being able to pick up a book like The Self-Esteem Regime right now and go through the process is kind of, to me, and I see what the doctor ordered, uh, but let's say it's the elixir. I think it's it it it, it would be highly um, um, beneficial to anyone, whether you're having self-esteem issues or not. I mean, this is just a great read anyway. But I think that COVID really it, it, it the book was perfectly timed by coming out when it did. Mm -hmm. So speaking of all communication skills and whatnot as well. Say you have got a big interview or some sort of important conversation with your boss or maybe a first date coming up and you, you start to get a little jittery. Best tips for boosting confidence quickly. I got this. <laughs> it's really simple. I got this. You know, and I, I frequently will go down the list. Funnily enough, it's, 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 I go down my list and I go, okay, all right, I get it. I hear you. Thank you. That not serving me. Whatever you're telling me, Daily Demon, that is saying I need to be jittery about that. And it's nice to have, you know, the butterflies. It's called the butterflies are great. 
you know, the, the negative talk is something we, we just don't, we will not tolerate around here. <laughs> yeah. So like my daily demon and here's the deal. I am strong. I am kind. I am beautiful. I am intelligent. I am, you know, I am perfectly happy with my life right now. I am, I am, I am. Yeah. And if you can have a list of about 15 or 20 of those that you can just, you know, bolt out in the moment, I'll tell you something that'll turn you right around. And if you do that, as you're sitting in the car in the parking lot before you walk into the restaurant or wherever you're meeting someone and you have the jitters and, you know, if you can go down your life, write them down, put them in your wallet. I don't care what you do, but if you can go through that list and just feel really pumped about yourself, you know, before you go to any meeting, whether it be for work, whether it be for, you know, a date, whatever, whatever the case scenario is, you know, if you're going to have that conversation we were talking about before about, Hey, I need to talk to you a minute. Can you come sit with me? Here's a new boundary I'm setting up. That's not always going to be fun. So that list of your, uh, you know, the list you just pull out, boom, and and you know, give yourself that, you know, that that that, that pump up, if you will. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most important things that I still do, very very frequently. Oh yeah, I do it with my three year old daughter every morning before school, right. and she's all about it. <laughs> She's all about it. I am, and I am, and first of all, I am. No two more powerful words. Those are those are the meaning behind everything, pretty much in the universe. You know, I am. When you add the adjectives in there, I am kind. I am wise. I am smart. I am intelligent. I'm brilliant. I'm, you know, I, I don't know even what else. I I come up with so many of them, uh, and I change them up because I know that I am those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am, I am, I am hardworking and I am, you know, I'm in for the, you know, whatever, whatever you need to be telling yourself, you know what they are and they're different for everyone. Yeah. And what I would add to that besides I've got this, if you are, I think for people, if you're really struggling or if you're someone who's more logical, like myself, sometimes I'll, I'll go right to questioning, well, where's the proof of that? Like what, what is, am I really those things or does it just whatever? And you overthink it a million times. I've always loved um, something that Marie Forleo says all the time. I think it's the title of her book and it's called Everything is Figure Outable. Right. I think it's a beautiful compliment to I got this because if you say I got this and your first thought is your logical brain or your daily demon or whoever going, huh, no, you don't. Yeah. You can immediately go into it with, well, you know what? Maybe I don't, but everything is figure outable and I can figure it out. So exactly. it, it allows that space for if it's not something that you already have in your tool belt or something that you're already confident in, it allows that space for, you know what? Yeah, we're all works in progress and I can get there. I can figure it out and I'll be fine and I will have it and it's all good. And remember to always fall back on your authenticity. Whether you're not, you know, look, we're going into a job, you know, a job interview. We've done all the research. We, we're feeling really confident about what we're going in there to do what we want to accomplish and how we want to dazzle them. Let's be honest. So we've got, we've done all the research, but if that one question comes through the holy crap, you really weren't expecting authenticity will, will get you off of the hook every time. And the authenticity, when you bring that to the table and it's real and it's true for you, if you didn't get the job, it wasn't meant to be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the universe always has got your back. They always, the universe always knows what's going on. They know what's up. Um, And if you can continue to communicate with your thought, your thought processes and your, you know, power of, you know, positive thought and all the intention, intentional work and all, you know, if you continue to do that, as I said, it's a process. You must remind yourself through the, you know, through the work that you'll do in the book to continue to, you know, to put out the positive thoughts Um, because it really does work. I know it sounds hokey. 
and I know you've heard it a million times before, there's nothing new under the sun when I say that, but I say it because it works. Yeah, it's so true. Well, Clarissa, thank you so much for joining us on Thrive. I want to get things wrapped up by asking you what I ask all guests on the show, and that does that is, what does Thrive mean to you, and how do you strive to thrive in your everyday life? I strive to thrive because thriving is such a happy, healthy um, um, a place to be. It's the, the sensation that comes through accomplishment um, and feeling good about yourself and not only the work you've done with yourself and for yourself, but the work that you would be doing to be touching others' lives. I think for me, one of the most important things that you can ever do is to do something really good and kind for someone else. If you're having a self-esteem slump for a moment, for an hour, or for a day, if you can do or say something nice to someone else or for someone else, to me, and you can watch them thrive. I've done this so many times, I'd like to say, in my lifetime, and I've watched the difference that it makes. And I've felt the difference that it makes. That, to me, is probably what, well, first of all, it floats my boat, but definitely, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a thrive moment. I love that. Awesome. Well, tell everyone where they can find you online to connect with you more and grab a copy of your book. Absolutely. So clarissabert.com if you want to know any more about Clarissa and her business. But if you want to get the book, you can find it on Amazon. Definitely. You can find it on Barnes and Noble as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, my social handles are pretty much Clarissa Burt straight across the board. So the only, the only social I'm not on is Snapchat. <laughs> Wait, before you go, make sure you're subscribed to never miss an episode of Thrive. Drop five stars on your way out if you like what you just listened to. And come join the party on Instagram at thrive.podcast to stay inspired and thriving all week long. Thanks for tuning in. It's your time to thrive.